Today's episode is presented to you by Best You Mental Health Clinic. Best You is a practice that provides a compassionate space, uniquely treating each client based upon their individual needs to reach their goals. At Best You, we believe mental health is not a trend, it is a lifestyle. Best You Mental Health Clinic is currently accepting patients 16 and up, accepts all major insurances plus self-pay. If you would like more information, visit bestumhc.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Smith. And as you can see, I am at Mountain West Conference Media Days, Basketball Media Days. Technically, it's Mountain West and West Coast Conference, so Gonzaga is here as well. Um, So we working again. We at it again. Monday, we were at the American Athletic Conference Basketball Media Days. Today, I am in Vegas. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube at least, working the Mountain West Media Day, which will get going tomorrow morning. Uh, They did the the women's basketball today. Tomorrow's men's basketball. I just flew in today. I got up here as soon as I could. They're kind of winding everything down in the media space and work areas and all that and it looks like all the the players and coaches I think it was more of a half day today and I think tomorrow is more of a full day I haven't fully looked at the agenda uh, in full but kind of like I've been doing this week I'll sprinkle the content I get from this tomorrow uh, on the show as we go anything that I think um, enhances um, you know this podcast I will make sure that I put on here Um, now today This week, first off, has been way off. We didn't do most likely Tuesday, so I'm going to do some picks today on this show. Um, I'm also going to talk about the race to the New Year's Six bid because Liberty, I don't know if y'all watched last night, Liberty had a pretty good showing, really good showing actually against Jacksonville State. So I want to talk about what is their pathway to the New Year's Six. I've had some people in the comments and even over on Twitter asking me about Liberty's chances. What do I think are Liberty's chances of getting that New Year's Six bid if they were to win out and go undefeated? And I think I might have created a scenario where they can get it. So I'm going to talk about that. And then we have some huge games this weekend uh, starting Friday night. I mean, obviously games have already started in general. And we got, uh, we got an American Conference game tomorrow night. But the big ones are Friday and Saturday, and uh, we're going to get into all that on today's show. But before we do, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment at the end, share it with a friend. If you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, please, please, please leave a five-star rating, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts right now. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a positive review. I've been seeing some of the later reviews, the the more recent reviews coming in. I've been seeing those. Very encouraging. Appreciate you all who are supporting and uh, helping you know, not just by listening, but by, you know, putting those ratings in, putting those reviews in, it really does help get this podcast exposed to more and more people. And as you can see, we're taking over more and more territory. Um, as I'm currently in Las Vegas right now for Mountain West Conference Basketball Media Days. Okay. First things first, let's get to the agenda. I want to talk about Liberty, right? Mentioned that there in the little intro. Here's what I think needs to happen. If they're going to get that new year's six bid, It's going to require likely a three-loss conference champion on either the on both the Mountain West and the American Conference. Um, American Conference might might be two losses depending on who it is and who those losses are. If it's a two-loss conference champion, but I think for sure if you have a three-loss conference champion on the from the Mountain West, if you have a three-loss conference champion from the American, and then probably one or two loss from the Sun Belt, 
think Liberty is going to have a strong case. I think their strength of schedule is what's really hurting them in this because they're playing really well. Uh, Coach Jamie Chadwell, since his days at Coastal Carolina, I mean, the guy is a winner. He's got Caden Salters, a kid from Texas, um, Cedar Hill, who was a stud in high school, ended up going to, I think, Tennessee fresh out and then transferred to Liberty. He's playing lights out. I mean, they've definitely found an identity and they've found a winning formula. Uh, the problem is their strength of schedule. So I'm just not so sure how much of the conversation they're going to be in for the new year six unless some of these other teams in these other conferences start losing more games obviously fresno was a big domino to fall for the american conference with them losing that game um which now leads us to to this week which is wyoming are they at air force or do i have it the other way or yeah wyoming at air force on saturday evening like that's going to be a huge game for the New Year Six. I mean, back-to-back weeks. I told you, week six would have an impact on the New Year Six, and now it's looking like week seven is going to have the same type of impact, not just because of this Wyoming at Air Force game, but you also have Tulane at Memphis. Here's the thing about the Tulane-Memphis. The American Conference's only chance of getting the New Year Six bid this year, in my opinion, is that the winner of this Memphis-Tulane game wins out. Whoever wins Friday night, Friday the 13th, which that's when I'll be flying back home. So uh, pray for me taking a flight on Friday the 13th if you're into that type of stuff. But I'm going to be home. I'm I'm, I'm trying to set up doing a live stream watch party. I just don't know if I'm going to be in position and set up to do it in time. I got to look at my itinerary and all that. However, it does not take away from the fact that that game on Friday night is going to have major ramifications on the the race to the New Year's Six bid for the G5 conferences. I do believe wholeheartedly with that Fresno loss that if Tulane beats Memphis and they win out, they're going to get the bid. If Memphis beats Tulane and wins out, that's where it gets a little... It gets a little different simply because I'm looking at, you know, the AP top 25 votes right now. Uh, You have Wyoming, you have Air Force, you have Tulane, and you have James Madison. I mentioned that on, I think, late Saturday night after Fresno lost that game that Wyoming would likely leapfrog some teams. We talked about that on this show last week. Would would Wyoming leapfrog Tulane if they beat Fresno, which they did at least in the voting? Now, no one's in the top 25 right now. Um, but does a 5-0, 6-0 Liberty start to get some votes? I don't know. Again, I think their strength of schedule is what's really hurting them. So I think the two biggest games that we need to be paying attention to as it pertains to New Year's Six this weekend are Tulane at Memphis and Wyoming at Air Force. Um, You would think, though, that Memphis would get the same respect as Tulane if they were to win that game Friday night and win out and their one loss being to Missouri. Like that's That's the thing that Memphis and Tulane both have going for them in the New Year's Six race is that their one loss right now is to an SEC team who's winning games. I know Missouri just dropped one, uh, and, and, and Ole Miss dropped one to Bama, but Ole Miss is, I mean, they beat LSU, they beat Arkansas, looking like they could go on a run here. And when you look at how the CFP committee takes things into consideration, they're going to look back at that Tulane Ole Miss law, that, that Tulane's loss to Ole Miss and go, okay, they were playing with a backup quarterback, which – they take into consideration and the fact that Ole Miss controlled 75% of that game even with a backup quarterback but if Michael Pratt is healthy 
and Tulane is a one-loss team come season's in, I don't see how they don't get the bid. And I say the same thing for Memphis. If Memphis gets the win Friday night and they go on to win out and run the table, but I do think Wyoming has to lose. Obviously, Wyoming and Air Force for that matter. And that's what's weird about this Wyoming-Air Force game is because if Air Force beats Wyoming, it's going to knock Wyoming out. However, Air Force now is in the driver's seat for that bid. So here's, here's what I think needs to happen for the American Conference is that Air Force needs to beat Wyoming, and then we need to look at Navy or Army beating Air Force, which is very likely to happen. I mean, any given year, that, those games, it doesn't matter what the records are, it doesn't matter how good the teams are. When they play each other, it's always a dogfight. Now, on the Mountain West side of things, Man, I think you want Wyoming to win that game because I think Wyoming has a better chance at running the table if they beat Air Force. And then I think if we were to find ourselves in a situation where it was a one-loss Wyoming versus a one-loss Fresno in the Mountain West Championship game, it'd be hard not to put the winner of that game into the New Year's Six. So it's, it's actually a very, um, it's a very interesting race this year. You know, I mean, especially if you have Liberty who's winning out, you've got JMU who's winning, even though they're ineligible, which, you know, as we talked about last week, you've got the, what was it, the Attorney General in Virginia who is a JMU grad. Um, he's lobbying right now to the NCAA to get that, uh, that, that, get a waiver for their ineligibility. So this is one of the closer races for that bid, I feel like, that we've had in a while. And it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. So I think if you're an American Conference fan, you actually want Air Force to beat Wyoming, even though they would stay undefeated, because I think Air Force has a better chance at losing some of their upcoming games, whether it be Army, Navy, or both. Um, and, I, and, man, I, I, think, I think Wyoming, with the way they're playing and how they looked against Fresno, man, my goodness, they look tough. And, and quite frankly, if Wyoming wins out, they deserve to get that bid, in my opinion. I mean, they have a strong resume. They have a Power 5 victory. They have a ranked conference win, and their one loss was to Texas, who I know I said last week they were a top three team, and they just got beat by OU. So, But point being is they have just as quality of a loss, I would say, as Tulane or Memphis. So it, it, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting – but a team I'm telling you that's going to be a thorn in the side in the Mountain West that I'm not ready to count out either is UNLV and what Barry Odom is doing out there. So, all right, let's get to some uh, let's get to some pick'em. Right, we didn't do it on Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm just way thrown off this week. Monday, I was at the American Basketball Media Days. Tuesday, I was back in the studio, but I think I was, oh, the ACC stuff. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Guys, I'm not going to harp on that, by the way, that realignment stuff with the ACC, because here's the bottom line. Until something comes out with that grant of rights, like a legitimate report, there's a legitimate solution, a legitimate way out for those teams to break the grant of rights, it's really no point in looking at it. Because if you're, anything you're looking at at this point, it's going to be six, seven years down the line. Like so much can happen in that time frame anyway. So I'm not going to sit here and speculate on what might happen in eight years. But bottom line is those teams I talked about that the ACC was vetting, listen, if, 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 if the Clemsons and Florida States and North Carolinas and whoever else – 
somehow find a way out of the grant of rights, okay, we'll, we'll start to revisit that conversation. But in the meantime, I gave my two cents yesterday. You're welcome to watch or listen uh, to that episode. Uh, but in the meantime, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the ACC talk. All right, Thursday night, we have got SMU at East Carolina, SMU at ECU. Man, normally I would say a Thursday night game at ECU is like a, a, a trap game. Like it's just it, it, it kind of reminds me of like years ago when it's like no one wanted to go play in Ames, Iowa on a on a Thursday night or a Saturday night. No matter how bad Iowa State was or how good they were and how good the team was. I remember one year they really rained on the Oklahoma State parade. It was like a top five OSU team. But Man, I think SMU takes care of business. Now, they are favored 12. I'd like to think ECU on their home field on a Thursday night. I don't know what the turnout's going to be, right, with them being 1-4. and four. But, yeah, I'm going to say SMU covers. And, by the way, I'm staying out of the over-unders this week because last week – like I've suspended myself from making over/under picks this week because of how bad I did last week on the over/unders, and I really was feeling good about those two. And a couple of them, it was just like a one or two points off, but that's usually how it goes. And I mean, the odds makers are odds makers for a reason, so I'm gonna stay off of it. I'm in Vegas, so maybe I'll get some of that Vegas luck, or or maybe it'll be bad luck. But I'm going SMU minus 12 over ECU. Got the big one Friday night. I'm gonna save that one. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to come back to that one. That, I'm going to come back to that Tulane-Memphis game. Uh, next on the list, starting on Saturday, the Saturday lineup, we've got Temple at North Texas. North Texas is favored six. Man, I just I keep riding Temple. Like, I keep taking Temple in the points, and they keep letting me down. I don't know why. Uh, I feel like, though, that the one weekend I don't pick them is going to be the one weekend they come through. So I think North Texas wins that game at that coup on ESPNU. But I think Temple covers. So I'm going to take Temple plus six, but I think UNT still wins that game. Okay, now moving on, got Navy at Charlotte. Navy is favored three. I'm taking Navy minus three. Uh, this Charlotte team's got to show me something. I, I've, I talked about them a couple weeks ago. Biff Pogey said it himself on the sideline at the SMU game, talking about how they just don't look very well coached. Well, you can't come out and play very and not be well coached against a team like Navy. Um, you know, I think Navy's Navy's trying to find a rhythm now. They're trying to. I mean, like I said, they're going to be a thorn in the side of teams down the stretch. Um, as we play, I mean, last week they had that tough game against North Texas, which they ended up winning by three. So <sighs> I like Navy to cover that three points against Charlotte. Then we've got the FAU at South Florida, USF. My goodness. I look on social media and I don't know if we call this a rivalry, but it seems like we're really trying to force the rivalry. It's kind of like they forced the Arkansas-Mizzou rivalry when they started shaking up the conferences. I think um, – I think I would like it to become one, but I don't know if it ever will be. I mean, I look at USF and, I mean, UCF is their rival in my book. But FAU at USF, USF minus two and a half. I think I like South Florida to cover. I think they need to get they, – they need a bounce back week. You know, they ran into the buzzsaw. I told you I told you guys last week with that UAB game. I told you you don't want to play UAB on the Harbors Children weekend. They 
only lost that game once. I knew it was going to be an emotional game. You could tell in Trent Dilfer's press conference and how emotional he got talking about the cause. And that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like USF was a team that was lifeless, and you had UAB that was a team that was just full of emotion and fire. And it played out about how I thought it would. And um, But I think USF bounces back. I think they get the victory over FAU. And, um, you know, now granted FAU is, is coming off that win over Tulsa in the, in the monsoon game. Um, gosh, so it's like I don't really know what to make of it, but – I'm going to go with USF to cover because I think they at least win it by a field goal. And then finally, on ESPNU Saturday evening, we've got UAB at UTSA. And if the odds I'm looking at are accurate, we got UTSA is favored nine. That's crazy. I feel like UAB is not getting a lot of respect with the point spread in recent weeks. Again, I don't know that UAB wins this game outright as UTSA finally looks like they've found their offensive identity. If they can combine this offense we saw against Temple with the defense that we saw in the first couple of weeks of the season, I'm not so sure UTSA can't go on a run here. It's like they've just got to put it all together, though. You know, if their defense is playing lights out, their offense is just ghost and then if their offense is playing lights out their defenses go so i feel like if they can put it all together especially having frank harris back behind center so i think utsa still wins but i don't think they cover nine points i think uab keeps this one a dog fight i think it's a good game i think it's a winnable game for uab i do believe utsa is going to win it unless their defense just doesn't show up again i don't know man that, that does scare me. They, they, they did not show up against Temple. And if you're looking at how teams are playing right now, UAB is a lot better than Temple right now as far as the way they're playing right now. Um, and of course, they've got the shot in the arm they needed, so they have a lot of momentum coming into this weekend's game. So I'm just going to take UAB and the points for that game. And then let me come back to Tulane, Memphis, which Tulane – this is interesting because Tulane's favored four and a half, but they haven't won at Memphis. I don't have the stat in front of me, but it's been a while. And I'm not going to call a winner on this because I just really don't know. I think this is – here's what I'm going to say, though. I think this game is going to be closer than four and a half points. I think it's going to be a field goal or less. So with that being said, I'm going to have to take Memphis and the points. Now, I'm not saying Memphis is going to win this game, but what, I, what, I, what I'm betting on with this one is that it's a closer than four-and-a-half-point game. I mean, this is, this is the season for these two teams. I mean, if they, like if they want to play in a New Year's Six game, come December, late December, early January, like you have to win Friday night. And I think for both teams, if you look at how their schedules play out, after Friday night, I mean, it. until the conference championship at least, it's, it's, a, it's a very winnable path. Um, very, very good chance for either of these teams to win out after Friday night. So that's what I'm rolling with, man. And now in honor of the fact that I'm here in Vegas, I'm at Mountain West Media Days. We've been expanding. We, we, we are, obviously, the American Conference is the staple of of, of who this show covers, but as we're expanding into the full G5, I do want to look at a couple of these Mountain West games. 
and that Wyoming at Air Force, man, Air Force is favored ten and a half points. That concerns me a little bit as someone who I don't know. I don't know who I want to win that game just yet. I think I, I think I want Air Force to win it. But the fact that they're favored ten and a half throws me off. Uh, somebody maybe that may be watching this that's a little more plugged in. Is there? Am I missing an injury? Like, is there something that I'm not taking into consideration? Because I feel like that spread should be much smaller. I know it's at Air Force, but I for sure would think that's a that's a steal, right? Is that not easy money? Wyoming plus ten and a half. That's what I'm picking. And then the other one I'm going with is uh, I'm going UNLV over Nevada, minus 9.5. I think UNLV covers that spread. I think Barry Odom has them playing excellent football right now. I love Coach Odom personally. Who knows, maybe I'll run into him while I'm out here. But I, I like uh, I like UNLV over Nevada, minus 9.5. And, and then, wait, there was one other one. on. Oh, uh, Boise Boise at Colorado State. So Boise's favored seven and a half at Colorado State. I'm taking Colorado State and the points on that one, especially if that Colorado State play team plays with the same fire and competitiveness they played against Colorado. Um, again, if there's an injury there, now I still anticipate Genty will go off the running back for Boise State. I think Boise State's still trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Um, Will we continue to see more two-quarterback system? Like I said, you got one that's a threat with the legs, but then you got another one that can push the ball downfield. You kind of saw that against Memphis. Um, I mean, even if Boise goes in and wins that game, I don't think they cover seven and a half points. So as far as my Mountain West picks, I'm going Wyoming in the points, ten and a half. I'm going Colorado State in the points, seven and a half. And I'm going UNLV to cover nine and a half over Nevada. And then, yeah, and then I got my American Conference. So, listen, if you're, if you're still hanging with me right now, make sure if you have any Mountain West Conference or West Coast basketball questions, okay, like I did for the American Conference. If you went and watched those, those of you that left questions in the comments, I was able to ask a lot of them on Monday. So those of you, if you're Mountain West, if you're Mountain West fans or, or even the West Coast Conference, you know, that's Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Please, please, please put any questions that you'd like to get answered down in the comments. Or if you're listening on one of the platforms, you can comment there or you can shoot me an email, info at collegegametime.com. And, uh, yeah, so there's our show on site right from Las Vegas, Mountain West Conference Basketball Media Days. I will see you all tomorrow. That's it for me today. Trey Smith, College Game Time.